Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. Welcome to another episode of the Do Hard Things Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Teague, Certified High Performance Coach and Transformational Mindset Coach. And in this episode, I have a great conversation with Lorenzo Valdivia. I was invited to be a guest on the Force Multiplier Podcast hosted by Lorenzo. And Lorenzo's podcast is for law enforcement. And what he talks about is uh, self-defense tactics, mindset, and all of those things. So he invited me on because I've been working with Lorenzo over the past year. And the training and teaching from the High Performance Academy has made some tremendous impact on him and has enabled him to ultimately uh, fa- become the founder and CEO of Force Multiplier Defensive Systems and start his podcast. And if you've been following the news over the past couple of years, we know that you know self-defense for law enforcement has been kind of a a hot topic and he wants to take his experience from his uh, time in the Marine Corps as a former military police officer and defensive tactics instructor uh, at Fort Leonard Wood into the marketplace and help other civilian law enforcement improve their ability to defend themselves, improve their mindset and take these high performance tactics so that law enforcement officials can you know, have better work-life balance and, and and prioritize their personal training just to ultimately to make them better. So it was a tremendous honor and privilege to be asked to come on the podcast. So as you listen to today's podcast, it's, it's Lorenzo interviewing me on his podcast. And I thought the, the topics, doesn't matter if you're law enforcement or military, what we talk about will be definitely beneficial to you. So just like all of our other podcasts, this is sponsored by jteags.com. We have uh, one-on-one coaching we have uh, the, the Forge Mastermind community. We have merchandise. We have the Do, Do Hard Things shirt. So go to jteags.com and uh, support the show and uh, make sure that you get one of your awesome Do Hard Things shirts. We've had a lot of people running a lot of endurance events in them lately and rocking out their shirts, and uh, it's been really cool. They're, they're high quality. They're comfortable. And uh, they're really cool. So if you like what we're doing here, go over there and support that. Also, assets, if you haven't done so already, please make sure that you subscribe so you're, so you're notified of future episodes. And if you haven't done so, I ask as a personal favor to please go to Apple and leave a review. The reviews go a long way to growing and expanding the podcast. And there's probably someone out there that needs to hear this message. So please share with two of your friends. There's so much negativity in the world. We're trying to be a uh, just a beacon of positivity and hope for the future. So please, uh, please share this with someone that needs to hear this message. So also go to the force multiplier podcast and subscribe and leave a review for Lorenzo. There's not many podcasts on the topic. And this is a, this is an area that, uh, that could really help a lot of law enforcement officials. So you may want to share this with any of your law enforcement friends or family that are, that are serving. And, uh, his podcast is, is awesome. So please go like, subscribe, and share his podcast with your law enforcement friends and family. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. 
Welcome to Force Multiplier for Law Enforcement. I am your host, Lorenzo Valdivia. Today, I have a good friend of mine, a fellow podcaster, uh, Jay Teagues. Jay, welcome to Force Multiplier. No, I'm honored to be here today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, so Jay has a podcast uh, uh, that he runs. Uh, Jay, if you mind giving a little bit of introduction to yourself, tell me about your podcast and, and things you do and we're going to kind of tie these guys together. Yeah, I'm the host of the Do Hard Things podcast. I am a 25-year veteran of the United States Army. I father of triplets, endurance athletes. I'm a high-performance coach. I run one-on-one uh, coaching, group coaching. Lorenzo's part of one of my mindset groups. And that's pretty much uh, the meat and potatoes of who I am and what I do. Nice. So Jay's coming on. We're going to uh, talk a little different kind of than we usually do. We're going to talk really talk from the mindset piece today. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm on Jay's, uh, forge group, uh, have been on, on it for a while. And one of the big, big things that we talk about in there is prior prioritizing things and really understanding how to break up time in, in your day. And, you know, that's an area where a lot of law enforcement officers struggle. Um, you know, we're, we're running, we, you know, got these long days, got these reports. And as a result of that, the stuff at, such as defensive tactics and physical fitness, that stuff gets put to the wayside. So, um, you know, that, that there's somewhere that I think would be beneficial uh, for law enforcement. Uh, you know, you have a, a different view and a, and a, a unique way of, of describing how we can prior prioritize that stuff. Yeah, first and foremost, let me just say to all the law enforcement officers that are listening to this, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you do, for putting yourself in harm's way each and every day to protect you know, my family on the home front, I feel like as a soldier, I've been doing this overseas and like, you know, law enforcement does this on the home front and, you know, just thank you for, for what you do. I think that this is an incredibly important topic. I am passionate about this, you know, as, as a soldier from a soldier perspective and just in general, like I, I, I have clients that are soldiers, law enforcement, a little bit of everyone. People just struggle with time management mm -hmm. in, in general. And I truly believe that if you have reverence for time, you need to manage your time like you would manage your finances. And oftentimes, you know, what happens, people just, they, they, they're not cognizant of how they manage their time. They don't have boundaries on their time. And people, it leads to frustration. People like, you know, the, I, I work with people all the time. They hit their 40s like, man, I had all these dreams and desires to go to Europe and, you know, maybe get this degree or have this adventure or I thought I would be doing this at this point in my life. And it's like, what, what really happened? I don't know, you know, right. I, you know, time just went by, you know, I, I did, I didn't manage it. And what I have learned, you know, as a high performance coach in order to get things done is you've got to be disciplined about your time. Mm. What distractions are keeping you from achieving success and how are you managing your day to day? Cause one of the things that, you know, drives me crazy is people are like, Oh, I don't have time for this or I don't have time for that. Well, it's not that you don't have time because the great equalizer for all human life and all humans on earth is that we have 24 hours in a day, right. but how you choose to prioritize that time and where you spend your time is, you know, that's what your priority is. So people don't like to hear this, but some people prioritize TikTok and Facebook <laughs> over other things that, you know, they should be spending their time doing, but they don't because distraction and Netflix wins the day because they don't manage their time effectively. Right. No. And I think that's one big thing. Um, you know, when we're going through the forge and, um, you know, even leading before this podcast, before I, I finally got it launched, right? I talked to you for, I don't know how long, yeah. right? Was, Jay, I want to do this podcast. You know, I've been talking to somebody and it just, it got put away and got put away, right? I, was, I don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah. And um, we you, started working together. We inventoried where you're spending your time and you came to the realization that 
wow, these things that I'm doing, we get caught up in obligation. We get caught up in, in just things that aren't moving the needle forward. But when you actually get focus and clarity, which is one of the pillars of high performance, mm-hmm. is getting crystal clear on what it is that you want and then staying focused on that path to get there, right. you will start to really move the needle and, and start crushing your goals. Yeah, and one of the things that helped me is we actually sat down and put where am I committing my time to? What is it? And then figuring out what of that stuff, you know, we, we kind of labeled them as of, uh, I think we would, it was like an importance level mm-hmm. and get rid of the stuff that is not inputting into your life and get that stuff that is going to make the big difference in the long term and put that stuff up. And and that's exactly what I did is I started figuring out, well, hey, you know, I'm doing this and, and part of it's because I'm over committing, right? I'm not saying no, you know, hey, can you help me? Yeah, absolutely. I can where I didn't have that. Yeah. time to do that um and you know as a result of that you know now we got podcast started yeah. out and uh, which is true meaningful work and i know yeah. that this is very fulfilling to you you know and, and that's you know if you look at what you're how you were spending your time months ago and now you're doing this thing that's very fulfilling to you like i'm seeing how your life is changed for the better you're doing what you want to do and it's making you happier right and i you know i've seen that yeah in you, and that's awesome and, yeah and you know i'm even going into things like you know i i wanted to to start training police officers full-time and, and, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, others in self-defense and, you know, that stuff, that type of stuff's coming up now and opportunities are coming up. Um, but I think a lot of it comes to, uh, what you said a minute ago. And I think that it's, it's a big thing for a lot of law enforcement. I know it hit home for me really big when you said, it, and I was like, Oh, Jay, you just punched me in my stomach when you told me it's not that you don't have time. It's, it's not a priority. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to start prioritizing things that I wanted to do that are going to be impactful, have a uh, an impact in my life and, and get me to where my ultimate goal is. And that's to train law enforcement officers full-time in defensive tactics. Yeah, absolutely. And you're doing it. Yeah. This is awesome. Getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But um, I think that's where a lot of uh, police officers struggle is just that, um, you know, like you were saying, the, you know, sitting at home watching YouTube or yeah. playing on TikTok or whatever yeah. the, the latest thing is, right? Or, um you know, go home and, you know, finding these things that, you know, sit around on the couch, right? Yeah. Um, so the way being in the army for 25 years, you know, I've, I've served as a, as a, a private living in the barracks, just living my best <laughs> life, you know, where you just have to show up to formation, do your job, and then you go home and party. And my first duty station was Colorado Springs, Colorado. $5 all you could drink Thursday <laughs> night to the beach club, penny pitch night. You could drink every night of the week. And for the first year of my military career, that's what I did. I only did the bare minimum at work, like the the PT uh-huh. and stuff and all that. Um, but what I learned over time is that when I chose to make the Army my profession, and I chose like, okay, I'm choosing this as my, this is my career now. Mm-hmm. This is the profession of arms, and I'm going to be a professional. This is a warrior lifestyle. That's when I learned that it's not just when I'm on the clock that I train. Right. The training is constant and that I have to manage my time and my schedule to work-life balance, but I am a warrior in this mm-hmm. culture and that it requires me to do work beyond the clock. Like, yes, there I have my duty day where I have things I have to do for the Army, but for me to stay sharp as a soldier, 
you know, I have to train. I have to do my physical training. I've got, you know, I do my mindset training. I do my, you know, the professional development courses. And, and that requires time in the evenings and weekends. But that's because I adopted that, that warrior mindset. And right. I think it's, it sounds like it's very similar in, in law enforcement, right? Yep. The training, it's not just while you're on the clock and you, you work shift work. But it's it's encompassing that that full lifestyle. Like, yes, this is a I'm in a warrior class of, of exactly of uh, you know the sheepdog, right? Yep. And then that taking on that mindset because you never know when you're going to have to d- deploy those skills. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things these, these uh, listeners have heard me say it over and over again. Is I tell people all the time that are coming into law enforcement, police academy students that I have is this is not a banker's job. You can't show up at eight eight a.m., go home at five, and works at work. Yeah. Um, you know, you're involved in your community. You're you're dealing with people that you're going to see, you know, when you're out with your family, shopping at the store, or going to dinner. Um, this is truly a, a lifestyle. It, yeah. It's something that you're immersed in 24-7, whether you want to or not. And because of that, you have to be prepared when you're out with your family, you know, uh, of running into these people. I can't tell you how many times I've been out with my family and I've seen somebody that I've put in jail. Yeah. I've, I've put their mom or dad in jail for a long time or, you know, um, you know, because of the choices they made. And now I see these people out in the streets with my family and, you know, I have to be prepared to defend my family should, should this type of thing happen. So, um, yeah, it, it's totally right up the line with what you were saying. Absolutely. So taking on that mindset of, you know, I, I think the, I think a warrior a true warrior is disciplined mm-hmm. and they do the things that they know they need to do without being told. Yep. And that comes with, you know, how do you make yourself better? Because if you don't, I know from a soldier perspective, if you're out of shape, you become a liability on the battlefield, right? You can't, someone may have to pull you out of a burning Humvee. And if you're, you know, not, you're already weighing, you know, <laughs> a certain amount of pounds and you have all the gear on, right. but if you're grossly overweight, that's just, you just become a, a liability. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is that, you know, fit people are harder to kill, you know, so make yourself healthy and fit and make physical fitness a, a priority in your life. And, you know, I, and I think in law enforcement now, you know, as a citizen, seeing what's happened on the news where when we can go into, I guess, a great debate on police tactics, but what I have seen firsthand, I, I just, it's, it's kind of cringy from a citizen perspective mm-hmm. to see, you know, like the, just, just some of what we've seen on TV, right. how, how things could have been handled maybe a little bit differently with, and, and I know that every law enforcement agency has different budgets right. and they spend a different amount of training, but from a citizen perspective, in my limited knowledge, it just seems that, Training needs to be at the forefront of it. There needs to be a greater emphasis. Right. No, and I totally agree with you. And, you know, unfortunately, what we see is, you know, with all these, you know, defund the police and and budget cuts, the first thing that gets cut from that is training. Yeah, that's Um, unfortunate. And and it's because we have to keep vehicles running. Yeah. We we have to keep ammo. We have to keep, you know, ammunition calls up. We have to, you know, medical and, and all this stuff. So, unfortunately, that is where the cuts happen. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like you said, you know, you've seen people on uh, TV and, and from your view, you know, it, it doesn't look that good. And, yeah. um, you know, what we always tell, what I tell people is, you know, unfortunately that police officer, they did what they knew. And yeah, because yeah. of that lack of training, that was all they knew that that was where they went to because they didn't have those other options in there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, had those departments prioritize their training, had that police officer 
put the time and the effort uh, of their own time and effort into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, those results could have been different. Um, the things that happen could have been handled in a different way. Um, yeah. and, and it's all a lack of, you know, from a lack of providing sufficient training and police officers getting out there and, and doing that training because, you know, I, I worked a long shift. I want to go home and sleep now or, yeah. you know, I want to go home and play Xbox because that's, you know, it, it takes my mind away from it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, that that is a, a small piece of, you know, the big picture. Yeah, yeah. And soldiers do the same thing. And that's always what I remind <laughs> them, like, hey, you know, do you need to play three hours of Xbox? How about right. maybe, you know, get just a, a, you can destroy yourself in 20 minutes with a workout, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you do it right. So it doesn't require that much time, just making it a priority, you know. So how do we get from, you know, we, we've talked about it before, but how do we get from somebody with a, a slam, right? Or, or what they call a, you know, I have no time to do that to looking at and getting to a spot where we start prioritizing. How, how do we get from that? I don't have time to that yeah. prioritizing phase. So the interesting thing about high performance coaching, and I'm also a running coach it, with high performance, it's like I'm trying to get people to do more, right? I'm trying to get runners to run faster. But what I find myself doing as a high performance coach is truly I'm trying to get people to do less. And as runners, I'm trying to get them to run slower. Right. So it's counterintuitive, <laughs> but it's like, okay, listen to your coach. You've got to get crystal clear on what it is that you want or need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is it that you need to be doing? Do, do you, you know, what, what, aside from your, your shift work, you know, the, the things that I teach, there's basically four lines of effort in your life that you need to find balance mm-hmm. in your health and wellness. Your affluence and wealth creation, because if you're not financially stable, it causes a lot of stress. Your relationships and your personal growth and development. And finding balance in those four things are incredibly important. Any one of those four areas, like four walls on your house. If any one of those walls are weak, it's going to fall. Your whole house is going to fall in. Mm. Um, And then when you're working on projects, no more than three major projects at a time. And you need to find balance in, in the four areas. And, you know, my mantra is do hard things. And that, you know, makes the mnemonic hard. Health right. and wellness, affluence, wealth, relationships, development. And then no more than three projects. And so getting crystal clear on, you know, what your goals are in those areas and taking on no more than three major projects, you know. And you need to have time to wind down. Like I also yeah. teach breakout time. I, I teach people to, you want to you want to play Xbox? Cool. Pen that in your schedule. You know, cool. Totally do that. But have a boundary on that. Like you need to probably go spend some time with your wife. You know, when was the last time you spent, you know, some time with your kids without, you know, electronics, without electronics, (laughs) right. When, you know, how often are you working out? Like when was the last time? Okay. You want to achieve that master's degree or that bachelor degree? Well, are you enrolled in school? You know, so getting crystal clear and focused on what it is that you want and making time for it. And one of the other things you had put out for us too, is right if I don't accomplish these, then this happens, right? Or, or something to hold yourself accountable. Cause if you yeah. make a list without any accountability there, then it's just a list. Yeah. So the, the first step is identifying specifically what it is that you want to achieve, making that list of things that, that you want. And I mean, we can, we can get really elaborate here if you want, but when you make that list, you know, what are your long-term goals? What are some of your intermediate goals? What are some of your shorter goals? You only have so many hours in a day. So what do you want to do and how we, we do this just like industry, you know, one quarter at a time, I'm assuming law enforcement, they budget, you know, they have Q1, Q2, Q3, every organization plans quarterly. 
Well, do the same thing in your life because that's what we do in the Forge, right? We're about to finish Q3. We're going to go into the final quarter of the year. We're going to identify our three major projects and we're going to identify, you know, what is that daily objective to maintain our health, build wealth, our relationships, and our personal development. And basically between now and December, what is it that we're going to do with 30-day checkpoints? That way we know that we're on track. Mm -hmm. What's the reward if you achieve it? And what's the punishment if you don't? And I know we all set punishments. Like we got a spring down here <laughs> we got in Waynesville, <laughs> the uh, the Ruby Dew Spring, which is freaking cold. And if we don't achieve it, a few of us are going to jump in that bad boy. Yeah. And so having something like that kind of makes it fun. Uh, but having that level, you need accountability too, because if you just do do this alone, you're going chances are you're going to slip. And that's why having a group like like that we're involved in to, yep. to do this is very helpful as well. But that's really kind of the nuts and bolts of how we break it down. Get focused. No more than three major projects. Uh, an objective in your health and wellness, your affluence and wealth creation, your relationships and your development, three projects. And then, you know, breaking those down into bite-sized chunks and having a daily action toward all of those areas, doing something that's going to move the needle and being deliberate. And, and the next thing I would have someone do or focus area would be like, what does your morning routine look like? Because I know at the most chaotic points of my life, when I was feeling the most hectic and chaotic and just most miserable, I felt like I was waking up, reacting. And I've got triplet daughters, so waking <laughs> up to screaming kids. My, you know, being in the military, you know, we start PT in the morning, and you know, so and so is not going to make it to the gate. Like my phone's blowing up with all of these issues. So and so didn't make it to the gate. Oh, so and so, you know, got into an altercation with his wife. So and so wrecked their car. <laughs> Oh, by the way, you got these meetings. The slides are due at 8.30 for the 9 o'clock. I wasn't planning on coming in until 9 o'clock, but now i got to be in at 8. You know, it's just like just chaos. Like sounds, like time I, sounds like police officers. Yeah, <laughs> from, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, it's just complete chaos, and I have no control. Well, when I started waking up early, like an hour before everyone else, an mm -hmm. hour before I was required to do anything and just work through a morning routine, just a quick you know exercise, read something positive, you know, maybe do some quick journaling, some gratitude stuff, uh, planning out my day, identifying what I need to get done for the day in a nice, quiet, enjoy my cup of coffee, and then take off. And then, and then I, I showed up better for everyone else, and I was far more productive. I could get my objectives done. But when you wake up to your alarm, and it's immediately email, news, kids screaming, you know, law enforcement, you know, we need, we need you here now, you know. Like as soon as you wake, you're never going to catch a break. You're right. never. And, and so you've got to, I'm a big proponent of getting up early and a big fan of Jocko, right? Jocko's, <laughs> I don't wake up as early as Jocko at 430, but I appreciate that. Get up early, take care of yourself. Because if you wait till the end of the day to do that, you're not going to do it. Right. It has to be done first thing in the morning. Absolutely. And a great book that, and I'm not a morning person by natural disposition. I prefer the evening. But by having the discipline of doing that in the morning, it sets up my day so much better. And I've had long days when I was a commander. Same thing. Yeah. I would wake up early to take, you know, mm -hmm. to, to 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 manage the day. Um, my good friend and fellow podcaster uh, Mike Burke, he's the uh, command sergeant major of the uh, uh, the first SFAB, and he has incredibly long days. He gets up at four o'clock every morning to get his hour in of peace and set set the, the framework for the day so he can show up better. So I think it's a disciplined habit that it sucks because it's early and every morning I, mean, it I, is. I dread it. <laughs> right. It's not fun. But my day and my life is far better 
by incorporating that discipline habit. And once again, warrior mindset, mm-hmm. warriors do what's required. Warriors have discipline. You get up and do it anyway. Right. And that's one of the things that we had talked about in the forge is, is just that exactly what you just went over. And, you know, I'm kind of moving into this self-employed, yeah. you know, deal where my clients, they, you know, these chiefs and, and training guys that I have talked to, they don't get to work till eight o'clock in the morning. Um, but I'm still finding myself getting up at five thirty. Yeah. And, you know, figuring out, okay, what is it that I have to achieve for the day and, and planning out my day. And, you know, by the time 637 rolls around, I'm ready to go. You know, I, I, I've mapped out what I'm doing for the day, you know, what needs to be accomplished. And I find that I'm not, you know, just trying to bounce all over the place because I've set my days out. So, yeah. Uh, and does it suck waking up at 530 in the morning? Yes. But um, I've also found that I'm, I'm a lot more relaxed during the day and, yeah. Uh, you know, I get that uh, me time and, and a little bit of time with the kids before yeah. they go to school. So It's having the psychological discipline to do what you know needs to get done despite doing it because you know it's going to be better for you. Right. right? That's adulting. Right. Right? Hashtag adulting. <laughs> right. But I think that's incredibly important. Yeah. And I think in the line of work that we do wearing the uniform, I, I think it's important. for We have to do that. I think it's required of us. It's the warrior lifestyle. I woke up at 8 o'clock the other morning, just, just slept past my alarm, and I was like, my day's gone. Like, wh- what? Oh, I yeah. have so much catching up to do. And I, at the end of the day, I was exhausted. I felt like I never caught up yeah. to my day. Um, and, you know, I was talking to friends at, and, and buddies uh, at the office and they're like, dude, why are you still waking up so early? And I'm like, yeah, I got to. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how I get going. And, um, you know, yeah. that, that's how my day if you want to win the day, you got to own the morning. And mm. owning the morning means getting up early before everyone else. Take care of yourself first. And there's a great book on the topic. Uh, what, what really changed my mindset on it was uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It's a quick read. Highly recommend everyone read it. It gives you a quick framework of what to do. The compelling reason for why to set up the morning routine because Hal Elrod's got a, a really compelling story. Right. And when you incorporate that, it will change your life. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but I, I read a... Uh, a quote or it was on a guy and he does it and he said every morning he sees the sunrise and sees the sunset yeah like that is his he has to wake up before the sun comes up and and get his day going and and he doesn't stop until the sun goes down because he's used a hundred percent of of his daylight to accomplish something that day yeah Um, i I thought that was pretty cool i a lot of people i mean i don't like the I don't like getting up in the morning. I really don't. Like, I'm not a pleasant person in the morning. But when I do get up and I'm up before the sunrise and I'm watching the sunrise come up as I'm drinking my coffee or out for a run, I do start to feel better. And I know that I'll get there. So having the psychological (laughs) discipline, like, okay, at this very moment, I just want to crawl back into bed and sleep another 20, 30 minutes. I don't do it. I get up. And what's really helped me, um, doing 75 hard, I started taking cold showers. And for a lot of people, yeah, I think tried this that. is crazy. Yeah, I tried it. I now get up <laughs> and I, I use the restroom. I hop in the shower and I turn on warm and then cold. And I, I change my physiology immediately. And as soon as you change your physiology, uh, you, you just start, I don't know, it's become such a routine. I, I wake up far more refreshed and I just wake up faster. Right. And I, I learned that from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins does that. As soon as he wakes up, he jumps right into a, a cold plunge. Uh, who else does that? Steven Tyler from uh, Aerosmith. I, I watched a documentary. He wakes up immediately. He's got some house up in New England. He wakes up and he lives up uh, on this lake walks out basically out the opens the door and jumps into the lake first thing that's what he does every morning 
And but uh, I thought these <laughs> right. guys were crazy in doing it. But now that I've incorporated that as part of my daily routine, me not being a morning person, it helps wake me up faster and I'm more productive in the morning. Yeah, I read a book, uh, Breathe by Hicks and Gracie, uh, a jujitsu guy, right? That's mm-hmm. that you know me, that, that that's what is jujitsu, right? Everything. And he talked about doing just that, right? These cold showers and and you know how you know if you can get through those and you learn to connect your body and understand it. And I was like, yeah, you motivated me. I'm going in. I hit the cold shower and I was like, no, no what, that yeah. was a horrible idea. No. Yeah, you. I mean, you want to talk about doing hard things? And, oh and man, it's a form of suffering. But one of the things that you know, not I talk about doing hard things all the time. What I appreciate about that is I just think about deployments where I couldn't take a shower or the only thing that I had was cold water. So it gives, in addition to just waking me up. It gives me a sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that cup of coffee. I appreciate that I can turn it on warm. I don't turn it on cold and just walk away. I <laughs> right. do turn it on warm, then cold, and then maybe warm again before I step out. But it gives me a sense of gratitude, and I think um, I, I think it just just it's just a subtle reminder that I can do something difficult. I've done something difficult this morning. I woke up and I was uncomfortable, but I have comfort around me, and I appreciate it more. Right. So that helps. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I. I, I Completely got it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your your group, the Forge. Um, I, I think it, it's a it's a, a great thing um, that I think uh, you know police officers especially could benefit from something like that. Yeah. Um, I know I have benefited a lot. Right when when you first started this group, the the Forge, uh, Stephanie was like, "Hey, Jay's starting this thing. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Well, you know, like I'm not a touchy feely type of person." Yeah. And she's like, "It's not that at all." And uh, you know, once I understood what the forge was, what what this 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 uh, you know mindset and and this coaching that you do, um, it really made a big difference in my life, um, both as a family person, but also as a police officer um, and somebody in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, and I think something like this is, is very beneficial, right? We want to try and give the listeners as many resources as we can. Yeah. And uh, we've done a lot with talking about you know where to go train and, and how to go train uh but we haven't hit on something like this and and i think this is a big piece that we're missing so you give us a little bit more about the forge and what you do and you know we can let's well, talk about that if you don't mind let me set the stage for how this absolutely came about. and first i'd like to say i'm still shocked that you are in it like <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when Stephanie said you were joining, yeah. I was like, really? Wow. Like, okay, cool. I, I'm excited about mm-hmm. it. Um, but let me set the stage. So about, I'd say about eight years ago, uh, successful officer in the United States Army. And on the outside, I just appeared to have everything together. Very successful career. I've, you know, graduate, uh, uh, honor graduate at OCS, you know, leadership awards, always top lock on on my evaluations. I'm the go-to guy at work, picture perfect family, you know, things are going well, but in the inside, I was just completely miserable. I had a traumatic upbringing, a very abusive childhood, emotionally, physically, and then combine that with, you know, some of the just experiences I've had in the army, you know, I deployed no F1 and not having a, I had, I just had some inner demons. I think most of us, you know, believe it or not, people have demons, right? <laughs> right? We all have something that we're, that, that is um, impacting us negatively. And I think that a lot of people use forms of escapism uh, to deal with that, you know, and I, and I did the same thing, alcohol, uh, playing video games, you know, just doing things to escape reality. But the bottom line is I was a high performing person and getting things done 
I mastered the art of achievement or the science of achievement, but I didn't understand the art of fulfillment because inside mm. I was completely miserable. And I'm like, okay, I, I started going down the path like a lot of veterans do of suicide ideation. And I had a plan. I had Springfield 1911. I was going to take myself out to a little stump. Out There's a beautiful creek out behind my house, nice little wooded area. It's going to sit on the stump and blow my head off. I thought about it all the time. I have a collection of guns. I always gravitated toward my 1911. I don't know why, <laughs> but I had that thought over and over and over again. And when you, I think when you have suicide ideation, it's like you have no hope for the future and you're just so miserable and depressed and you don't know how to stop it, but you know that that's a way out. And I have been around people that have committed suicide. I had a family member and I've had five soldiers that I was uh, been involved with uh, over my career. And so I know that the, when you take your life, like it just amplifies that pain. I, I, it's so much more difficult to understand than disease or a car accident. Like, and I knew that with my three daughters, I could not do this. I'm not right. tapping out. So I made the decision that I need to change. And I grew up in a military environment where initially early in my career, like it was frowned upon to go seek medical help right. or uh, mental health uh, help. And I'm like, okay, at this point in my career, it's becoming more acceptable. I'm going to go seek, you know, mental health help. I also started looking at like, how do some people, like, why does it like some people seem to be incredibly successful and they're happy and they make it look flawless? Like, what are they doing? And so I started inventorying all these different people in my life. Like that guy is awesome. That guy's awesome. They're all happy. What are they doing? One thing that I've learned is that leaders are readers. Mm. And so I, I just started reaching out to them, the mentors, just kind of just, what are your habits? What do you do? And one common denominator was they read. Well, one of my mentors um, was a, a, be, a very successful Beachbody coach, the P90X and all that, uh, Scotty Hobbs. And I got involved in one of his groups because he did a lot of like personal development. Right. I like the, the YouTube videos he was putting out. He was just a happy guy. He's got a great family. He's working out. He's ripped. One of those guys <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy doing? I want you know some of what he's doing, but I, I want it outside of a military environment as mm -hmm. well. And so I started doing P90X. I got involved in his groups. With but he gave me dance the, videos. Yeah, with break. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, he gave me a book called The Slight Edge uh, by Jeff Olson. And that was kind of like the, the book that really opened up my eyes. And, and the, the book, it's a great personal development book that it basically just talks about like inventorying your habits. Like, what are you spending your time doing? And it really started talking about like, okay, if you read 10 pages, pages a day, something simple, something easy to do, but easy not to do, it will fundamentally change your life. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna to commit to reading 10 pages a day because the book made me feel good. I started inventorying my habits, quit playing video games, I started working out, I started getting involved with positive people. And I started to notice that my, I started to get a little happier. My life started to change for the better. And then over time, just to kind of fast forward things, uh, listening, reading books, listening to podcasts, I got it in the miracle morning, started changing my morning routine going to events, then that led into uh, paid groups like The Forge. Mm -hmm. I got involved in a couple other groups that were, were like that. And the thing is about that, like when I first heard about, okay, there's a paid Facebook group, like who the hell is going to pay to go into a Facebook group? I thought the same thing for a long time. And then I finally decided to do it. When you do that, you're basically putting a chip on the table and it just weeds out all the BS. Only 10% of people engage in personal development. And in addition to the coaches have to pay for training and, you know, set everything up right. and do all these things. So, 
But when you go into a group like that, it's completely serious. And it's a place where a topic is taught and you got students that are eager to learn. And we open up and we share about you know our life. And you've got other people that are doing personal development that can give you advice or they can give you a tool to use. Like, hey, listen to this podcast. Go check out this coach. Go do this particular training. And your life will fundamentally change when you're having deeper conversations on a meaningful level. I have plenty of friends that I can go drink beer with down at my local <laughs> pub, share memes with, tell dick and fart jokes, and they're great people. But I couldn't ask them for advice, like legit advice. There are other people in my life that I would go to, you know, if I had, you know, serious issues and, and, and things that I, could, that I could talk about. And a lot of these people I've developed relationships with from these mindset groups. So um, that ultimately led me down to the path of, uh, you know, becoming a coach myself because it fund fundamentally changed my life and transformed my life. And I feel like as, I, as I'm in the twilight of my career, I look at my very unique military career as an instructor, commander, both enlisted as an officer, all the dynamic things that I've done, I feel like it set the tone for this next chapter mm -hmm. of my career. And then when I went to High Performance Academy by ben Brendan Bouchard, his, his basically his three-day um, uh, uh, course, he offered, he said, hey, we're looking for coaches. Would you like to join the team? And, you know, it was a high ticket um, event. Like, I would like to go train to, to be that. And it's been by far the best decision I've ever made. And it's basically, you know, teaching high performance habits, the, the world's success, studying the world's most successful people and happy people. And what are the, the habits that they incorporate so they can be focused, mm -hmm. happy, and, you know, <laughs> turning their dreams into reality. And I love having these conversations and being in a group like this, you, you know, you can really gain some traction. You have great conversation, solve some of your, your problems. And, you know, everyone has people in their life that you could ask advice for, but you're, you're going to get, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of great advice. But when you're in, involved in a group like this, you can really transform your mindset and really gain some traction. And it's been cool to see everyone in this particular group, how people are just really getting super focused and, making things happen, like changing quickly and seeing how right. happy and fulfilled they are is really awesome to see. And I'm just the facilitator. <laughs> I just host it and I, I bring in a topic. We, we have a book of the month that we talk about kind of, you know, going back to that mnemonic hard, right. we have a health and wellness topic. We talk about affluence and wealth, a relationship book, a development book. And we cycle through that. And then I come in and teach high performance habits, but everyone opens up and shares, Hey, this is what I'm working on. This is where I need help. And when you get that kind of support and accountability from one another, you can really gain some traction in your life. It does. It makes a big difference. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to refer back again to the podcast. Uh, you know, I wanted to start this way back in what March, April time frame. I think yeah. is when I first started talking about it. And through these things, and you know, talking in the forge and and doing all these things, it you know, had I not done that and gotten into that area, I don't even know that we would be in our. I think this by the time we release this one, I think it's going to be episode 12 yeah, in, yeah. That, that we're, we're in this thing you know that that's 12 weeks yeah into this thing um you know and, and just for stuff like that um but not only that but you know being able to prioritize it and get things where i want them to be uh you know the, it, it, it's giving me a different perspective on how to do things and, and how to focus stuff um yeah. and i think a lot of what you were sharing is something that the things that you went through to to get you up to this point um, are things that a lot of police officers go through and, yeah. and that they see. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, part of that for them, you know, hearing your story uh, is, you know, hey, this guy's, 
you know, he's he was in the same spot that I am or, or you know, I'm, I'm getting out of. And, you know, how do I take myself to the next level? Well, get into these groups, get get into this, the, this high performance uh, coaches, find, find someone, um, you know, re- reach out to the Forge and uh, the website. And, and you know, I, I think this is a great tool for that to master that mindset that you were talking about. Yeah, the, the power of coaching is like, you know, why do why do professional sports team have a coach? You know, why, why do they need a coach? Because you need someone that has a different perspective to put you in the right position because you can only see so much from your vantage point. But when you can think of new methodologies to solve your problem or tackle things or give you focus, it enables you to, you know, get to that next level. And coaching is not for everyone. Like coaching, like I can't coach dysfunctional people. Like it's like, <laughs> that's what you, know, you have to want to be coached. You have to want it. You have to want it. And I, in, in a, a stark difference between like, so there's therapists, there, there are therapists that uh, the difference between a coach and a therapist is that a therapist has, you know, strategies and methodologies and training to help you unlock the past, maybe traumas or things that are keeping you in the past to unlock you so you can function in the present and hopefully have a, a brighter future. But what a coach does, a good coach will work in the future and the present. I don't really go in the past. I, I, I would never refer. I mean, I could never help someone dealing with a trauma. I can give you some tips and things to help right. you live it day to day. And my, my job is to bring your dreams, you know, to the present. That that's how I, that's the time and space that I work in and help you operate at a higher level. And I tell people up front, like, look, I can't help you solve that problem. I would highly recommend you talk to a counselor. But, hey, this is how you can manage your day. And here's some strategies to help you get through the day. And here's how you can tackle your goals. And here's how you can have more influence, you know, how, how you can lead better uh, and, and all of those things. So there are some differences. But I, I like I said, I'm a big proponent of coaching because it's fundamentally transformed my life. Right. No. And, and you know, I, I think the group has has changed mine too uh, you know like we talked about earlier you know when i first heard about it i was like uh yeah that's not happening stuff like i'm not no and uh, she's like just give it a, give it 30 days just give it a try and i said you know what i'll give it 30 days for you just just to just shh, just i'll give you 30 days and 30 days has turned into how many months have we been doing this and yeah it's been a good uh, bit i don't even know <laughs> it, it's been a little six, bit six eight months like yeah. yeah um and you know it, it's definitely Definitely made a huge uh, difference and impact in my life. And absolutely, I, I'm a big proponent of you. You can you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, but you're doing self study. But when you're involved in a group, the the transformation is a lot faster. And you know, the Forge is one option. There are other groups out there. There really aren't that many. They're kind of hard to find. <laughs> I didn't know about them for the longest time. Um, but I'm constantly involved in groups and coaching. And, you know, like I said, I, I also do therapy as well. But I will be quite honest, I get more excitement about the coaching because it's more positive frame. Yes, I got to deal with my demons and I got to put them in check. But the coach, it's exciting to, you know, identify your dreams and, and you know, backwards plan them into goals and see that you're moving forward. And the random those. stuff you do. I, I got a postcard in the mail from you the other day that I was like, what? What? And and I like it made my day. I you yeah. know reading through it and I was like, yeah, when was the last time this you got is a awesome. Note? Yeah, yeah, you know from the four agreements. I just did a little. Hey, yeah, we had to decipher a little bit, a couple of the words, but oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, I write like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you know it was fun. It was cool. Um, you know something like that, or you know just somebody like you know you send out a thing to us every Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what can we accomplish to uh, one thing to get out of the way for the weekend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and for me, it's like yeah, you know what. 
he's right. I, I need to go. Yeah. Let me go knock this out real quick and, and be done yeah. with it. So. so people need accountability. They need someone in their corner that's going to cheer them on and, and just some t- some type of outside perspective. And it can fundamentally transform your life. Yep. I agree, man. I think this is good. I, I think this is what police officers need. Like I said, it, it's a little different than the podcast that we've we've recorded every week. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think it's gonna it's gonna make a difference. Um, I think you know some police officers. This is you know maybe that that one piece they're waiting for or, or have look been looking for that's gonna take them to that next level to you know get stuff ready to start yeah. that defensive tactics training that firearms training. Yeah, um, I I hope so. Like I said, yeah. I, I think you know when you when you take on you, you embody that warrior spirit. You got to work on mind and and body and and all of those things. And I think um, oftentimes our our mindset we we don't do that that level of work. But police work is all about psychology. And I you know the stress. You know how do you manage your stress, and how do you not bring that home to your family, and how do you take care of yourself? Like all those things are incredibly important. And I think that when you manage those things effectively, I don't care who you are, you, you show up better for everyone that needs you. You're going to show up better for your family, your spouse the people that you're serving, your coworkers. And ultimately, you know, I know that's why everyone does this type of work that we're involved in, the sheepdog type of work is right. because we want to serve. We want to be the best version of ourselves. We we run, you know, where others would run away. We run toward bad things. We want to be the most effective that we can in that situation. Well, you're more effective when you take care of yourself, when you are, you know, practicing your, your self-defense techniques so you don't end up in the – I mean, I can't even imagine – like. And, I, and I, I see this from time to time that the police officers that get involved in those types of situations, it just breaks my heart that, you know, this is not how that individual got in this type of work that, that they, they wanted it to end up this way. And I can't imagine the situations that you're put in on a day to day basis, you know. And I think that's why all, all the more important, like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your family to, to be the best trained that you can. And if your department is low on resources, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's the warrior mindset. You adapt and you improvise and you overcome and you, you make it happen because that's what's required. Of you. Right. You can't let that be a barrier and, and an excuse. Right. And um, so, yeah. That's but, just, but we can make ourselves safer by, yeah. by, by doing this stuff. And you, you mentioned stress. Um, you know, that's, that's another big piece for, for law enforcement is that stress piece. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're under a lot of stress for, you know, I mean, just you, you can go online and, and watch any video of a police officer and be like, man, you know, and you're getting just a, a glimpse of their, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour shift. Uh, and they're dealing with these things over and over and, and the things they're seeing. Oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, stress mean, is a big one. All the time. I mean, I think I was being on patrol and deployment. You know, those deployments are few and far between. You're doing this day in and day out. You, you don't know if you're going to, who you're going to pull over in a car. I, I, you're just on so much. Like the level of stress that you guys deal with on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. You've got to find time to distress. And one of the things that I teach is the breakout time, right? A three-hour block of like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And and I was coaching someone not long ago who lives up in the mountains. And I, I, I tell the story a lot because it, it just kind of kind of made me chuckle inside. But it was also it, – it's, it's the little things that make a difference. This individual is having a very tough time in life, hired me as a, as a, as a coach. And we started inventorying, like, what are the things that make you feel truly alive, that make you feel happy? And they live, like, in Utah, where it's beautiful, <laughs> right? One of the most majestic places on right. earth, where they can see the mountains every day. Well, I used to like to go hike the mountains. That's awesome. Cool. When was the last time you did that? 
10 years. It's been 10 years. God. I was like, 10 years? <laughs> like you're looking, like you're literally 15 minutes from a mountain. Right. Like what, what happened? You're looking well, at them every day. For everyone, for a lot of people, you know, life happens. You get caught up in obligation. You get caught up with your role as a, as a family uh, man, or, you know, you, you have kids, you have obligations, your, your long work days, your obligations to church or the volunteer organizations right. you belong in. And then you start to lose yourself. But when you lose yourself, you start to become miserable. And when I inventory, when I started looking back at my life, like when I was in that miserable spot, I did that inventory. I'm like, what are the things that used to make me feel alive? As a kid, I rode my bike everywhere. What I started doing, I started riding my bike again. Then you and got I'm, crazy with yeah, it. Yeah, now, now I'm doing like endurance <laughs> bike races and stuff like that. But right. you can't tell. Everyone loves riding a bicycle, right? It, so oftentimes I'm telling people like, what are some of the things that you enjoyed as a kid? You're going to enjoy them now. Like, it's why I like camping so much now. I go camping all the time now because I, I remember my, my fondest memories were going camping with my grandparents. I'm disconnected. I'm having fun. I'm engaged with my kids. So you have to have that breakout time for yourself. We we're, we need humans need enduring happiness, not the fickle happiness you're going to get from binging Netflix or TikTok. That stuff is like very very short lived. Enduring happiness comes from doing the things that make you feel alive, connection with other people, and having meaningful pursuits pursuits that are meaningful. Like you recording this podcast is a meaningful pursuit. You're helping yep. other people. It's filling your cup. This is far more productive than binge watching Netflix. We could be doing. So many other things right now, but we're having this great conversation and it's fulfilling. I'm really like enjoying the time with you Absolutely. right now. Yeah. This is going to help people and knowing that this is why we do the work that we do. And we're going to go back and we're going to talk about this later and, yeah. you know, we're going to see parts of it and, you know, it, it's something that it's going to, yeah. it's going to bring happiness later down crying, the road. You know, our friends are going to hear that. Hey, you know, when you said that, you know, you made fun of Jay about his breakdancing video. And I heard it on the podcast, but we're going to be talking about right. it. Right? So yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Yeah. Good no, stuff. I think that's good. Absolutely. So, I don't know, man. Anything else? What you, you want to talk about? What's your favorite donut? Favorite donut? <laughs> oh, man. Apple fritters. I like, oh, hey, that's a good choice. I like, uh, I like the jellies. I like the jellies. Yeah. No, man. No, I, I, uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing here. And um, I just appreciate that I'm a very small piece. Like, you chose to come on board. And now, now this is awesome that you're doing this. Truly, uh, truly serving your community. And, no, like I said, you know, I, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, appreciate the, the push. Right. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a big piece of, of why we're here today. And, you know, I went from trying to record with my ear pods to now you know, we, setup, got this, man. You got we got this crazy setup studio. here trying to talk. I'm on podcast number 36 <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I need to level up a little bit. This is awesome. Um, this is the real deal. But no, I appreciate it. Um, what I would like to do before we close out, um, if you don't mind, is uh, give a little bit of information about your website, your your group you have on facebook how how yeah. people can connect to you because um you know I, I think there's people out there that are listening to this that are like you know what this is this is what i need this is this is the piece that i've been missing yeah um so you know i want to give them a resource uh, that they can start uh at and uh, so if you don't mind you can follow me on all social media in fact i just started tiktok <laughs> i'm amazing at it no but seriously I, i'm on all social media i started um once again eight years ago when i started when i got down this path, one of the things I started doing is my daily journal. I would read something in the morning and instead of just writing it in a notebook, I just started posting it on my social media platforms. And it's become kind of a thing. Like people follow me because I, I just, I post positive things. It's not for you as much as it is for me, if that makes sense. I, what I appreciate about it is that I get a lot of great conversation from it. 
but it's all a selfish endeavor. It's how I keep it between the lines. Mm -hmm. I wake up, I read something positive, and it's almost like a form of journaling for me personally to remind, but I'll have a great conversation. I know that it serves. That's like the icing on the cake. Uh, but you can follow me on all social media. I've, what I've been, what I just started doing is like a, like a one minute TikTok because I put it on Instagram and put it on Facebook. I've got a lot of messages about that too. That was a good one of you, uh, dealing with your triplets and Jay's. Yeah. I post funny stuff too. So I always, I post my adventures. I'm doing oh, stuff gosh. on YouTube. So you can catch yeah. me on all socials. But if you, if you want to do some work or you're interested, if you want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm going to be doing some like, uh, group mastermind that are focused and i'm also we have the forge which is ongoing you can just go to jteags.com it's www.jaytiegs.com reach out to me on social if you need help i've got a um for any law enforcement officers if they email me i will send them a copy of the book that changed my life which was the slight edge i got it on pdf i will send it to them as a gift for me just for their what they do and then i also got like this uh, little document i put together about my favorite morning routine with some like journal prompts and like, it's like a 10 page deal that they can go through and just kind of map out the day all the things that we talked about today you can kind of go through that and i'd be happy to give that to them just as a as a thank you so they can reach out to me and uh, i'll send that to them awesome well brother i appreciate you uh coming on i had man I, this is awesome I had this fun today fun. yeah this, this is was fun we were trying to figure it all what, out uh, what you what you're doing and like i said for all the law enforcement officers out there thank you for for what you do yep and everybody i just remind you you know it, if you uh want to connect with it uh go to his, his website uh .com. we'll link it on our facebook page force multiplier for law enforcement uh as this episode is released so again jay i appreciate it uh the listeners out there as we do every week remind you to get out there and be better be better for yourselves be better for your family be better for your friends and most importantly be better for those that you encounter daily in your job do hard things yes and do hard That's things say. <laughs> <laughs> thanks brother Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you haven't already done so, please go and subscribe so you get notified of any future episodes so you don't miss out. Also, please, please, please leave a review. Take a few moments and go to Apple and leave a five-star review. It enables us to continue to expand and grow the podcast, and it means a tremendous amount. To me, I read every one of them, and, uh, and they're tremendously helpful, and I'm grateful for all of them. So please consider going there and doing that. Also, there's probably somebody out there that, uh, that you know needs to hear this message, so please share with two of your friends. And if you have any law enforcement officials in your life, make sure that you share the Force Multiplier podcast. We're trying to get the word out there because the topics that Lorenzo's talking about is definitely needed in that community. And once again, go to uh, jteags.com if you want to see what's uh, latest and greatest are. We can apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching. If, uh, if you're looking to, you're ready to, to level up and gain greater clarity. Maybe you need to be more productive. Maybe you need to enhance your your productivity or improve your energy or maybe you want to develop more courage and, and face fear uh, also maybe you want to improve your leadership skills apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching join the forge and be on the lookout for future 12-week mastermind type workshops leadership workshops that we'll be hosting and uh, also go and uh, grab a t-shirt while you're there thank you so much for your continued support and in the meantime keep doing hard things we will see you in the next episode